0: Hey guys, this is Adam and Shelly, and this is Marketing Monday. We're just going to get right into it. If you don't know what Marketing Monday is by now, honestly, I don't even know what to tell you. We talk marketing, we talk businesses, we love meeting people, and that's pretty much it. We got John, he plays with balloons. And John, would you mind giving everyone a l- really quick rundown? Actually, you know what, not a quick rundown. I want to know more about you. <laughs> give me give me a rundown of like who you are and how you came to play
1: with balloons sure so uh in my like real life i'm a high school choir director um but for fun i play with balloons um i grew up around ballooning and uh flying my dad was a pilot um he still is a pilot uh he just doesn't fly very often anymore um and uh when i was 16 i started my flight training um and i've been flying ever since um, for about the last five years now, I've been running six uh, 605 mobile calls, um, getting run rides and some flight instruction to new pilots. Um, yeah, so that's, that's me.
0: Would you mind explaining really quickly what you mean by pilot and all this other kind of stuff? Because people might be confused as to how... How, how, we're, how we're piloting balloons.
1: Sure. So uh, hot air balloon pilots are certified through the FAA, just like airline pilots um, and drone pilots now and all of those things. Um, there's two different levels for lighter than air. Um, there's a private pilot, um, which just flies friends and family for fun. Um, and then there's a commercial pilot who can get paid to take paying passengers, fly commercial banners on the sides of balloons, logos, that kind of stuff. Um, that's all falls under the commercial licensure. Um, I got my private pilot certificate um, when I was 17, 18 years old. Um, and then I got my commercial two years later. Um, so it, it takes um, quite a bit of training and experience to do that. Um, it's not something that you can just jump in and do.
0: Well, you can't just jump into a balloon and... Float it up and hope for the best.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I guarantee you, I would end up in the stratosphere.
1: <laughs>
0: I'd be like, holy shit, we're really high up here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally touching Neil Armstrong, like, where he's right here. I'm just tapping him on the foot. <laughs> I know just FYI, I that doesn't work. But right, I, I
2: mean, you can try, Adam, but I just, I'm really just trying to.
0: I'm trying to live up to the fantasy of me being an idiot, you know.
2: <laughs> That's so, not a fantasy.
0: <laughs> Shelly, now I did not realize this until Jess told me this the other day. You guys have a hot air balloon.
2: How did you not know that?
0: <laughs> I don't know. He probably <laughs> told me at some point. Jeez. So, like how did how did you get into it then? How did how did you get into it?
2: Um, when I was in high school, um, I mean, mine goes like 25 years back. Um, I actually was really good friends with Nate West, who is the son of Mark West, who is, or was the president of Aerostar, which is a company in Sioux Falls that used to make hot air balloons. Um, They are a division of Raven. And so I ended up living with uh, Mark and Kay, after my freshman year of college and really got into it that year. Um, I mean, I had been around it a little bit before that with Nate, but really got into it that year and then um, ended up actually meeting Corey through that. Um, Corey was a private pilot or was a training to be a private pilot through somebody else at the time. And um, long story short, we ended up about a year later going on a date and I guess the rest is history. He proposed, he proposed with our first hot air balloon. Um, Hmm. Like I still have the banner that was pinned to the side of the balloon that was hand painted. Um, Yeah. I mean, Corey and I owned a hot air balloon together before we like, before we were married, before we owned a house or a car or kids or, you know, wow.
0: anything what's, else. What's a, what's a hot air balloon? I'm positive, just like everything else in this world, that there's levels to hot air balloons as to how much one can cost. And if you get one with Bluetooth and the Wi-Fi um, controls <laughs> and stuff like that. But, like, what are we talking about in a general average hot air balloon that's not going to have you plummeting back down to earth in, um, in a quick fashion?
2: I mean, I usually tell people for me, like, cause we don't take, we, Corey's just a private pilot. He's not a commercial pilot. So like both of the systems that we have owned, we've probably put in somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 grand, including trailer and fan and that kind of stuff into it. But it's one of those things, like it's a hobby, right? Like it's a recreation. So like how many times does somebody come up to you and say, Hey, how much for riding your balloon? Versus, hey, how much for a ride on your Harley or how much for a ride in your boat? Or, you know what I mean? Like, everybody has their own recreation. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, I feel like it's a pretty unique, fun um, cost uh, for our family to spend for recreation time together and something that our whole family can be a part of. And so.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So, going back to John. Yeah. John, at what point did you start to think about like charging people for these and um, turning it into kind of like a business?
1: Um, It really started um, once I graduated from college and got my first teaching job. um, Having my summers free um, from teaching really kind of drove that. Most teachers do have some sort of side gig that they like to do. Great Um,
0: seasonal business.
1: Yep. And so that's kind of how it started for me was I really like to fly. And, um, I had just bought a balloon, um, that spring that was big enough that I could take myself and three people with me. Um, and I was like, well, I might as well start charging for it. I've got the licensure to do it. Um, so I just kind of did. And, um, now I'm one. Like my third balloon since then, and uh, gotten a few different upgrades and things like that, so that
0: you got the Bluetooth and the Wi Fi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not quite, but uh, working on it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just not.
0: I'm not interested in getting up in a balloon if it doesn't have Bluetooth and Wi Fi. Like, what's <laughs> what's what's the point? Just, yeah. I'm just kidding. Okay, so is your is your business to the point where you you are still the only one that's operating in it or you have like employees or
1: um right now it's it's just me um we have volunteer crew that help us out um so far we've been able to keep it all volunteer based um we I've talked and toyed with the idea of going to having them be paid employees but with the uh stability of weather and, um, how infrequently <laughs> we sometimes can operate and some like sometimes we'll have a great month and we can fly 10, 15 times. Sometimes we fly once. Um, I imagine
0: South Dakota is not one of the most ideal places to have a hot air balloon business. Correct.
1: Um, it's definitely, it's not something that can support you full time. Um, so, so doing that with volunteer crew is much easier um, I, I do on occasion have to hire a second pilot if we have bigger groups. Um, and I've got a, a couple pilots in town that I can work with to do that. So
0: Cool. So the we were kind of chatting on like Messenger and stuff like that. And you had some points that you maybe wanted us to like kind of touch on, go over or whatever. And that is to try and cash in a little bit. One of them, I, from what I remember, was trying to cash in a little bit more on like the tour um um stuff yeah which the i imagine if you take out the what we're going through currently right now with covid which you know tourism i'm guessing just on the whole for the rest of the united states is really going to take um a beating anyways so yeah. you know it's not going to be a great year for that no. um anyways but when you when you wrote that the very first thing i thought of was actually really leaning and hard to like um, SEO and uh, Google uh, yep. search and ranking on that. Um, I know you have, you said you have a website, but it's through like some some sort of company or affiliation or something like yeah, that. So
1: I, yeah, I work with um, Fair Harbor. They're a booking software company um, and they do actually a lot of my website and SEO stuff for me. Okay.
0: So you, do you just pay them a monthly fee or um, no, how does that work for them?
1: They It actually, it's based on my bookings. They charge a booking fee. Um, so I actually don't pay them at all. It all comes out of my bookings.
0: I would be really interested to tap the shoulder of somebody who is an SEO expert in town and see how you're actually ranking in search terms and... I can't imagine that, uh, not that, I'm going to play ignorant, but I can't imagine that there's a lot of tourists that one of the first things that they do when they get to a city is type in hot air balloons, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or hot air balloon rides, Phoenix. Like there are some people that probably search for that, but like not, it's not the, it's not top of mind type of thing. So I would be very curious as to when tourists get here, what is, what is something that's kind of sort of along those lines, but um, they type it in and then yours pops up and they're like, oh yeah, I've never done a hot air balloon ride. Like that'd right. be kind of neat. Yep. Um Because the only reason why I bring that up is normally bigger affiliations like that don't necessarily do like SEO great. Like especially local SEO, which is going to dominate this type of thing. They might do national SEO really well because yeah. they're a national company, but like local stuff, they, I'd be surprised if they're, if they really, really kick ass at it. Yep. Shelly, yeah. what?
1: Like I said, I think they have a lot of my SEO set up for like balloon rides and anniversary gift. And they've got those kind of keywords tagged in there. Well, but I'm guessing like Sioux falls and there's a visit, like what to do, what to do in Sioux falls. I don't think that's probably what they've tapped. Right.
2: John, how far do you travel for your, like, what do you have listed on your site as far as it like within a hundred miles of Sioux Falls or do you only do Sioux Falls or,
1: um, I tell them that like, if they want to do something further away, they have to contact me and we'll figure it out. Um, I've done a few things where I traveled to family farms and things like that, but most people don't really ask for that.
2: My, I guess where I was going with that was as far as in terms of SEO, like are they focusing specifically just on like Sioux Falls zip codes and the Sioux Falls MSA per se, or yeah, have you ever considered expanding out of that area? You know what I mean? To charge right. mileage or whatnot.
1: I'm pretty sure everything's set up just for Sioux Falls.
2: Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. So I guess my opinion on the website like I probably have a little bit deeper understanding of who's operating in Sioux Falls and how they're doing right. stuff in general but I think you're one of the only ones that is doing any sort of advertising out there as far as balloon rides you know there's right. what is there like five commercial pilots in town right now something like that yeah, somewhere in there
1: doing right yeah
2: yeah so and most of them are just they've been around forever and they're their word of mouth, right? Like yeah. it's just people have gotten gift certificates. They land somewhere and hand them a business card kind of a thing. Yeah. Whereas that's where I think you have a huge advantage that any sort of online presence that you create yeah. is going to come back tenfold to you because you're the young generation, right? Like you're, you're the young generation in the balloon world in Sioux and Falls. I,
1: and I noticed that in my, in my passengers that I have,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I don't, I don't tend to get as many like older mm-hmm. uh, bucket list type flyers like a lot of people do. Um, I get a lot of the younger adventure types that are just looking for something different and fun.
2: And I would imagine that you're, and so leaning into that a little bit, I would imagine that your marketing would be very effective in places like engagements and, like, those kinds of things that are going to lean towards that younger generation. I know even, you know, Corey, that generally tends to be where he has just had people in general ask him questions along those lines. But have you done anything specific towards, like, that engagement market or, um, you know, as far as, like, bridal shows or, I mean, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. But, like, what have you done previously in those lines?
1: I, I have not done any of that. But. So,
2: I mean, to me, I think that that might be where I'm gonna just jump right in with a suggestion from the from the get-go and Adam probably knows what I'm gonna say, but I think that you have a huge opportunity to create content. So there's, first of all, nobody else in this area is gonna create any sort of balloon related content, but just like what Adam did at the beginning of this conversation, What's a hot air balloon? Like there's a huge opportunity to educate people in our community because nobody really understands what a balloon is, how it operates, that you are licensed, that you go through the same FAA regulations, you have to have your aircraft annual, then, you know, all of this kind of stuff as far as that kind of stuff goes. So, I mean, I think you have a huge opportunity to create this wide brand of content that can be reused over and over and over again on multiple different platforms for people to really understand and document what you do, but do it in a fun way because everybody is intrigued by balloons. Like Everybody is intrigued by balloons. And so it would be very easy to dump, you know, 15, 20% of each flight into a marketing fund, but your marketing is going to be just create content. I don't think you need to pay for anything because you're going to get a lot of um, viralness out of just the the content itself, because people are going to be drawn to the fact that it's a hot air balloon and it's interesting and nobody else in our area has ever done anything with it.
0: Right. I want to, I want to make a meme right now. <laughs> Cause I didn't even, I didn't even <laughs> realize that you had to be a pilot in order to do a hot air balloon, which makes sense, right? You're up in, you're, you're taking up airspace. And generally when you take up airspace, you got to be licensed for it. But like, I want to, I want to make a meme right now where it's a picture of an F 22 and then a picture of a hot air balloon and be like, basically the same thing. And like, that's, that's the whole <laughs> caption <laughs> license for both. Like, like just something crazy like that, just to get people to be like, no, you're not, a, you don't, you don't, hot air balloon people, you just pull a handle and there's a fire and then you just go up like <laughs> F-22, destroy stuff, America, like that type of thing. Yeah. Like, And then it would be good to like do educational content on the back of that. Be like, no, actually I had to log, I don't know, 600 hours of flight time and with an instructor. And I actually paid $5,000 for classes, you know, so on and so forth in order to be able to do this. So that to make sure that when I do take you up there, we don't come plummeting back down to earth. In a really fast fashion because of gravity, and that I don't get tangled up in a 747 when well, we don't get 747s in Sioux Falls, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that that all kind of stuff would be interesting, but I can I can sense, I'm just guessing that when Shelly said that, you're kind of like, Well, who gives a rip about hot air? What am I even gonna talk about with hot <laughs> air balloons? Like what <laughs> What is what is there to talk about? John, there's everything to talk about. What's the strings made out of? How how do we how do you have a balloon that like the strings don't just like completely shred apart? How is there a fire inside of a inside of a fabric that doesn't light the entire balloon on fire? Like how does this work? Like I how do you even unload a hot air balloon? How do you transport a hot air balloon? Like what all of these things? Like I would just be <laughs> how many people can you fit on a hot air balloon? What's the world record for fitting people on a hot air balloon? Like all these kinds of things. Like it was, that was one of the tougher things I had to do with detailing was try and look at things from the customer's point of view on how little they know and then reverse it and be like, okay, now I can try and explain to the average person, like what's even going on here. Like, uh, uh with with detailing you and try and do the same thing with like um with hot air balloons take someone that's super ignorant <laughs> and just have them go out there while you're doing something and just be like write down every question that you can right. ever think of like i would i would get i would have three full pages of questions and, and then that's your content for one entire summer is how do i explain this in a video how do i do this in a blog and video format that makes it easy for someone to understand like i had to explain i had to write a blog and a video i actually had to write a blog on what brake dust was on a vehicle and all it is is tiny metal fragments that stick into your clear coat that then turn orange but i had to try like that's a way easier to try and do a video on because i can literally show a person like You know, here's some iron filings and then slap it up against a car. Same thing. Like that's 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 literally what brake dust is But over the blog post. It's harder. Right. Right. So that's that's what I would do. Grab five people that are just super ignorant uh, across all age ranges from. I don't know how much how much does a balloon ride cost? Like if I were to come up to you and be like, I want to do a balloon ride.
1: Um, They start around 225 per person.
0: Okay, 225. So reasonably, someone who's like probably 25 could maybe possibly afford it or want to do it if he had a chick that he was really trying to impress. Like he, he might slap. Yes, yeah, he'd slap down two and a quarter. So grab someone who's 25 all the way up to say like 45 ish. That's I'm guessing that's going to be kind of like what your demo would skew towards. Just grab like five people in those age ranges to be like, all right, we're going to, I'm going to give you a free balloon ride. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. You have no idea what you're getting, but I need you, everything that I'm doing from start to finish, like I need you just to write every single question down and then that's your content for an entire summer. Yeah. There you go. Show's over. All right. It's great having you on, John. (laughs) By
2: the way, Adam thinks he knows everybody's solutions to every answer. So just FYI there.
0: So, Shelley. (laughs) No, he
2: does. You do have great ideas. I love that idea. There is, you know, and I think from, I I got the sense before we jumped on here, John, that maybe uh, marketing is not your forte that you, you know, and so the idea of talking about marketing for an hour probably wasn't too enticing to you from the get-go, but what I would suggest to you, what Adam and I suggest a lot of times to people is that you should do what you do really well which is flying hot air balloons, right? And you should be, if that's not something that you're comfortable doing or that you're gonna consistently do, then find somebody who can do that for you. F- figure out where you want to um, focus and let that be the first thing that you outsource. So, I mean, there's a ton of ways for people to barter or right. You know, get interns or whatever that you don't need to drop. Thousands of dollars into this. It doesn't have to be anything super sophisticated because, like I said, you have no competition, right? But I think your marketing could be very simple from the perspective of just having somebody be able to, you know, jump out. Even somebody who has that basic knowledge. I mean, for Christ's sake. I mean, people like me and Corey and like John and or uh, Laura Noel jumps to my head. Like we have kids that are teenagers in high school. Like I bet they'd be willing to jump out there and, you know, help you out with some of this basic content stuff and get you up and running. Like there's really easy ways to let other people handle some of that stuff without having to overthink it and overcomplicate it.
0: Right. I, maybe another way to go to is ask you like, what do you want to have happen out of this in the next three to five years? like, What Like, if it's just a a side hustle and you're getting enough work now that you don't need it, um, that you don't need anymore, then what we're kind of telling you, I mean, it's good. It's not that it's bad, but it's kind of like, it kind of goes by the wayside. But if you wanted to get it to a point where it's kind of like a summertime business that you run, but you have other people doing the actual hot air balloon rides and, you know, you get it to a part, you get it to something that's kind of like a kind of sort of passive income. Right. Then we're talking about something totally different. Right. But, like, what's like in three years, what do you, what would you want out of it?
1: Um, I, yeah, I would love to be able to hire uh, a second pilot or, or, or third pilot, um, second or, th- you know, additional staff um, and be able to make some more money out of it would be great. Um, I don't ever want to give up the flying part of it. I, that's, perfect that's why i do it is because i love to do that um but yeah i mean it would be nice to be able to um if i've got something for my other job and i can't fly i've got so and so who can fly you um but yet i can still profit on that a little bit yeah it would, it would be huge
0: yep i um well, then in that case, you just take everything that we just told you and you just do it then. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm trying to think like, I mean, there's there's lots of different avenues that you can go down. Um, especially, and what's interesting is that you're saying that, you know, you don't want to give up the flying part, which um, what is it about the flying part that you enjoy the most? Like, is it the reactions out of people? what like what is it
1: yeah i love um i like like it's like you your first flight all over again through their eyes uh seeing they them get excited or them be a little bit nervous or um that kind of thing is is just really enjoyable um every flight is different every flight is unique um we never fly the same path twice so
0: how, clo- how close can how close can two balloons get because I'm guessing there's a there's a close restriction
1: um fabric to fabric is totally fine um, really yeah we've had lots of flying beside each other in fact if the if like winds are really calm we'll try and do fun things where we actually tie the baskets together with like ribbon um, and see how long you can fly without the ribbon breaking um, that kind of stuff all right so. <laughs> next idea
0: so what would you say is the average um foot distance like if you're fabric to fabric on ideal flying conditions what is your average uh feet that you're apart would you say like 25 foot 50 foot uh 50-ish 50-ish man I'm super good at guessing these distances I've never yeah. even <laughs> Never even close to a hot air balloon. <laughs>
1: um, like my, I mean, my big balloon is is 65 feet wide at, at the widest point.
0: Okay. So. I would be really interested to, be, going back to like the detailing part, right? Um, the detailing company. What I realized after two and a half years of being in the business is that nobody gives a rip about a clean car. Except for the owner of that car. Yeah. That's the only person that cares about the clean car. What I realized was that I was not selling a car detailing service or a clean car service. What I was selling was the feeling that you get of when you bought your car and everything was new and clean on the inside, right? That's the that's the feeling that you're getting. Or in the one case of one guy, the I had a customer that had saved up for years, like five, eight years to buy his dream Camaro SS. And the, the very first thing he did as soon as he bought it off the dealership was drove it right to me and said, here's, here's my card. I want you to put the best ceramic coating that you have on it because I want to keep this thing looking pristine for years to come. So, not a problem. Let's do that. And then when he saw his car look even better than the day that he bought it from the dealership, like I thought, I I swear, I thought I was going to see a grown man cry because it was just such an emotional moment for him. Right. I would be super, I think that's what you would hone in on. So hiring a photographer, but making sure he has the right lens, which I'm going to just say is like a 200 millimeter lens. Like he's going to need a long lens. And you're just like, listen, you get a free hot air balloon ride. Here's, here's some money for this, but this is, this is going to be an engagement photo thing. And hire a second pilot he goes up there with you go up there with two balloons under ideal flying conditions and the only thing that photographer is doing the entire time is taking long distance shots of this whole engagement thing going down in a hot air balloon
2: yep. um i was actually thinking along those same lines before you started talking this way adam
1: i, that, I do have a connection with uh, drone guy um that yep. we've done a few now where he flies his drone alongside as we do the engagement proposal. Nice. Nice.
2: And do you charge extra for that service, John? Um, Do you have like an à la carte kind of a thing that you can do with that?
1: I when whenever I've done that, I set it up with him, and he charges his fees, and I charge mine, and we're kind of separate. So Um,
2: where my mind was actually going is a little bit different than what Adam was saying, but kind of along the same lines. But um, do you have like what do you do during a flight? Like I know that you use like your uh tracking to see where you started and where you ended and you know you post that for tracking and stuff but like do you have like a camera in the basket do you have anything that you can like capture moments along the way other than your phone
1: um I I have a setup to hang a GoPro um it's just one of those things that's real clumsy and I gotta I gotta nail that down a little better that's um on my to-do list for this summer is to really um get in the habit and routine of flying the gopro it's on strings that hang from the envelope off to the side so you get a Mm -hmm. basket and view of where you're going the whole time um so that once i get that working better um that'll be fun and then we can like sell a video of your flight
2: yeah and i was just thinking even from your perspective like because you would then own the rights to all of that video as well as whoever is there. So you're able to, you know, think of like when you go to an amusement park, right? Like the, yep. the shots of like the people coming over the edge in the roller coaster, yep. you know, you sell that as an add-on afterwards to somebody. Right. but But that place owns all of that content as well. And now they can use that for all of their marketing purposes. And, you know, mm-hmm. so that's an easy way to recreate that first moment. Um,
0: for people who have never been in a balloon before. Yep. Who, man, I can't, I can't even imagine. Like I'm going to chuckle even asking this question, but like who in the hot air balloon community is like the rebel, the renegade, (laughs) the guy with the YouTube (laughs) channel or the Instagram (laughs) following that's just like, just pops off with lots of crazy, crazy stuff. Like who's doing it really well in your guys' community? Uh, I don't
2: have an answer for that.
1: I was like, I don't think I have one. Hold on. Okay. And other,
2: so here's the other thing. And John, I'm a little bit removed, obviously, because I haven't been a pilot myself for a number of years. But like back in the day, back like in day. In, back, in the, back in the day when Corey and I had our first balloon, yeah. you know, like Nick Jen- Nick Jenner, was that his name? Nick uh, there's a young guy, but there, you know, there was some like competitive ballooning stuff that was happening. But the the thing about ballooning is as a whole, it's a pretty aged sport, honestly. And it's something that has been, um, not historically very well carried down to the younger generations. And I feel like there is an entire generation of people that are just kind of waiting for that experience because people love it just as much in their 20s as they do in their 40s. In fact, they probably like it even more because they have the disposable income. You know, Sioux Falls is a community of young professionals in a lot of regards and we have a fairly high disposable income among our young professionals in this area. And so you just gotta kind of find some of those. And from my perspective, like, I don't know how comfortable this makes you, but in my opinion, like, there's a lot of places that you could virtually network a little bit more um, from the business perspective. So even things like Startup sea Falls and Zeal Center and some of that kind of stuff. But I was thinking like you'd be an ideal person for somebody to be in like the Young Professionals Network and some of those kind of networking sorts of places just to start getting your name known out there. Because I really do think that when people in our area think of hot air balloons, They think of all of those, um, the old boys is what I call them, (laughs) but they, you know, the, the guys that have been out there in the beginning of this sport for a long time. And I think it would be super appealing to some people in our community if they knew that there was a young 20 something pilot who is a high school, you know, choir teacher. And so I think, you know, just marketing yourself as somebody that's relatable to them and, um, that might
0: be appealing in and of itself. Right. Do I can't think of the song off the top of, off the top of my head, but train your practice with your class, your high school class, something to do with flying, <laughs> and then you instruct it from the hot air balloon. <laughs> no, would that, be. that would just be so awesome. <laughs> Like yeah. you're, you're like 50 feet in the air and you're just sitting here going like this and like the fire is going on in the background and you know, like you can like time it to it. I don't know. Like
2: How do you think the school district would
0: help? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I mean, the yeah. school district would be fine with it if it got over a million views. <laughs> like they'd be, just, they'd be like, "Oh, okay. Well, we thought it was a dumb idea, but then you know, we got over a 1 million views."
1: Yeah.
0: Um Yeah, I mean, there's there's some ideas that I'm thinking of. It's really what she- Shelley was saying though is like like just doing a quick YouTube search of like hot air balloons. Like some of them, unfortunately are just like hot air balloon crashes and stuff like that.
1: But like like, search,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would suggest, I'm going to suggest not to do that. Like that's not how we want you to be famous. No, but uh, I mean, there's some in here like with um, this one's got 9.6 million views, which is preparation, takeoff and flight of a hot air balloon. And that was seven years ago. Like there's just some super old videos and there's, there's another one in here with 1 million views and all it is, is um, shot on a GoPro extension arm and it's just their flight. And that was six years ago is, is, has 1 million views. I think, I think it's worth a shot to get an Insta 360. Um, So there's a camera called an Insta 360 now where you put it on an arm, but it disappears the pole and you can literally do a 360 view of like instantaneously. And that would be really neat to just kind of watch something like that as you're going up. But like, I mean, there's nothing there's nothing crazy in here that I'm seeing that's like nobody's really taking something like this to um, push here or whatever. The, another idea that I thought of, but like, you know, take it for what it's worth. I'm just I'm just spitballing ideas here. I forget what it's called, but like um, base jumping, base jumping. Yeah. Have someone base jump out of your hot air balloon. But have I don't you know ever how. done
1: that, John? Um, I have not actually dropped the jumpers, um, but I've flown next to people who have. Yeah. A few jumps now,
0: that would be pretty neat. But um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of different a lot of different avenues that you can go down, but it all kind of depends on what your personality type is and like what your Wanting to do out of it. But like if the whole point of it is to try and build the business up to a point where you're getting so many rides that it actually makes sense to hire a second person, um, seasonal person that's personally, that's where I would concentrate on is just doing the marketing to a point where it's like anybody who's 25 to 45. Like that's the thing that you spend your 225 on is like, uh, you gotta like, you gotta spend your money with John, man. Like if you really want to impress this chick, like that's what you gotta do. Um, Sorry, for and, that. I'm even,
2: and I'm even thinking, John, like, like, I think you have a lot of opportunity. I don't know. My mind goes to more business stuff, but I, I'm, and I keep coming back to that a la carte kind of thing. But, you know, if you're marketing to those young professionals that are trying to impress a girl or a proposal or whatever, you know, there's so many like add-ons that I bet a ton of people would be willing to pay extra for. So, right. you know, maybe you partner with Chef Lance. And have an option for people to have two dozen chocolate covered strawberries waiting there. Maybe you partner with, um, you know, if it's something fun as an experience, maybe you do the the champagne thing afterwards as an add-on. Right. Um, you know, maybe you have the the card with the balloonist prayer on it as some sort of, you know what I mean? Like, I think that there's a ton of opportunity there that a lot of times pilots that I've been around previously just do For the fun of it or just do as part of the experience or whatever but with you pursuing this as a business i think that that makes it much more acceptable and almost expected in my opinion that you would have some of those add-ons available for people to really capture the entire experience because let's be honest for most people this is once in a lifetime experience and i think you know you're at a point in your life where you've been in a balloon, literally training until now for 10 years now. And you know, a lot of it is just second nature to you. And so you might be at a point where it would be really good for you to be able to step back and have somebody look at it from that fresh perspective of this is what what is it truly like to have that first time experience? And what are those pieces that would make this even more special for that person? And then really find really take the opportunity that's in front of you to have that as an add-on, ramp up your website to be able to add those specials on there so that somebody can kind of customize their own experience. Right.
1: You know? Yeah. I, I do like that idea a lot. What
0: well, I'm going to throw a really crazy idea out there, not base jumping type crazy, but just like <laughs> a crazy idea business-wise. Uh, um, I think that you recognize, recognizing the fact that you are very interested in still doing the balloon rides portion of it is really good personal insight on your part. Um, And so if you want, I, I'm going to throw this out there. You don't need to give an answer back. Obviously we're live, you know, you do whatever Um, you can just think on it, but I would, and because this is not your main source of income, I'm I'm guessing it's, it's a side job. I'd be very interested to see on what your tolerance or what your thoughts would be on going to someone who has more of a marketing mindset and saying, listen, here's what I want to do with this, but this is not, this is not me. I'm the guy that I just want to go up there and do the balloon rides and, or do training, say five, 10 years down the road. Like I want to train other people to do this, Yeah, but I need to, I need help in blowing this up. I will, i will give you 25 percent of the company for and whatever splits of revenue but what i need you to do is to come in from the outside looking in and help me figure out what are great pieces of content to to shoot or to capture to then um put out to the masses so that you know down the road we both kind of get what we want you get you get 50% revenue or whatever you guys decide what the revenue split would be, you know, whatever you get the, you get the advantage of having someone who's super experienced in this field that I've spent the last 10 years building this up, but I need your help and I get the benefit of having your marketing experience and helping me get it to a point where, you know, if I choose to fly that day, it's because someone really special wants to fly with me and they paid extra money for that. I actually, I got that kind of to that point in detailing where I would get people that wanted me specifically me to detail the car. And I'd be like, no, like, I don't, I I can, but like, I'm not, I'm not going to, my guys are fully capable of doing everything that you want them to do. And they're like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I want you to do it. And I was like, okay, well, that'll be an extra hundred dollars or $200 or, you know, whatever it was. And you know, It might not seem like it now, but it might get to a point where you're just that that ends up kind of being the attitude that you have is like, I don't mind flying. I still love flying. But if you want to fly with me, like the premier person, it's going to cost you a little bit. It's going to cost you a little bit more. Um, Again, you don't need to respond back to that idea. But I think that you have a little bit of self-awareness that if you think on it for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, you know, whatever, like... It might not be actually all that um, bad of a route to go down to pursue something like that. Right, and then it's just a matter of finding a person that fits well. My advice, just from talking with other people, personal experiences, I would heavily suggest not getting into a getting into a relationship with someone, not making, not doing a contract of ownership or anything like that until you get like a year of relationship built up between you two. So you can see what, what, how, how much work is this person actually going to put in three months later after the honeymoon phase is kind of like over with that's, that's my suggestion. I would just do like a 1099 contract or something like that, where you guys just have an agreement that you just split however much revenue for the first year. And then if everything goes good after that first year, then you kind of pursue Uh, going down. I don't know if I would make it like something like five years down the road that you're promising ownership or anything like that, because it's, I mean, that's a big stretch of time, but I would say for sure at least one, one full season of someone coming on board and like they're, they're in it. Like they have to, they really have to produce in that first year.
2: Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Honestly, I think that there is, there is a lot of benefit that could be offered because we all have different strengths right like we all have different um things that we can bring to the table and from from adam's perspective i guess i would come at it with a similar mindset but maybe a gentler approach than what adam does sometimes so like more of the approach of you're the expert And so, you know, similar to, I don't know, like last summer when you went and flew with the ride company, like, I don't know if they had different price levels per se, you know, based upon if you're um, riding with our level one pilot versus our intern, you know, that kind of a relationship status, like that might be something to think through. Um, Some people might be willing to pay a premium knowing that they're flying with somebody who has been flying for 10 years versus somebody who, and in that regard, it's probably less on the number of years as it is logged hours in this particular business. But, you know, there's a big difference of flying with somebody who has 500 hours versus somebody who has a hundred hours, you know?
1: Actually the interesting thing there was uh, they, they do. And I, I offer this to, um, not really right now because of the whole COVID stuff, but um they did it based on size of balloon so if you wanted to fly with just you your fiance and the pilot it was a thousand bucks but if you wanted to be in the basket with 12 passengers and the pilot it was 155 bucks um so that was so they were actually i was the one mostly flying the small pilot or small groups so i was the one um, that they were paying more for um But it wasn't based on pilot experience it was just based on basket size and um. which
2: actually makes a lot of sense honestly from a business perspective and i mean i would assume that you've thought that through since you have a business but i mean you know some of your fixed costs are the same like your insurance as a pilot is the same your propane costs are going to be the same your you know gas in your chase vehicle is going to be the same for the most part. I mean, you have more tanks than a bigger balloon, obviously, but the cost of the propane itself is the same. So you're dividing that amongst more people, which obviously is cutting, they're just passing along that savings, which again, is another one of those simple, easy things that people don't understand. Like that's probably something that Adam would, you would have never even thought of that, right? Like, oh, there's different sizes. Like some balloons can carry five people and some balloons can only carry two people, what? You know what I mean? And so there are all of those things that are just second nature to you. There's like this whole area. And I think even outside of just a seasonal business, John, I think that once that you have like you create the the content itself or you create the base for that content during your flying, your peak flying season during the summer. But then now you have the content for the other six months of the year when you're not flying to be like, faq fridays or whatever you start scheduling posts every friday into your you know facebook instagram whatever did you know that you can have you know blues up to 105 you know whatever so there's there i think there's just this huge variety that once you start consistently posting um and creating that content just that in internet in and of itself people are going to be drawn to the fact that you're a younger pilot that you have created yourself to be the expert um in this for the area because you're taking the time to educate people and so
1: yeah a great idea
0: all right what
2: are the questions you got adam
0: i don't know if i i don't know if i have much questions my mind is racing too much on, on this one, I'll be honest. John, what let's I'm gonna defer to you. Like what, what are you what what are, what's kind of going through your head? What questions do you have?
1: Um one thing that I was just kind of thinking on when we were talking earlier about kind of how I I do have a good hold on the younger market, the tech savvy online. Um any great ideas, anything outside the box for the older generation, the that market that I don't have, that's not on Facebook and not. I,
0: I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Um, the, the problem in the, and I don't mean, I, I, and that might be kind of a, well, some people might think it's a bad answer, but I don't think it's a bad answer. The, the tough part is, is, you are going up against two very different kinds of demographics or even just understanding of what even the hell is going on. I'm guessing 45 and above people understand hot air ballooning. There might even been a time that that was like the golden age of hot air ballooning. Like, let's just say the 70s, 80s. Like when you're 15 above, like that was just, that was like the thing that was one of the epitome things to do. And I'm just gonna be probably honest. Most I'm gonna go ahead and take a poll right now. Yep, just got it back. Most people <laughs> up 45 and under don't even understand what hot air ballooning is, don't give a rip about it, that type of thing. So, like the if it were me, I'm gonna concentrate on the the demo that is easily accessible by social media doesn't understand anything that's going on with what you're doing because it allows you to literally have so much content that you can put out because you can be like, what are baskets made out of it nowadays? Did you know that there's carbon fiber, um, hot air balloon baskets? I don't know if there is or not. They're not just wicker baskets. Like, like if you feel, have you ever felt like you wanted to do a hot air balloon, but you didn't want to sit inside like literally a picnic basket? Well, do guess what? We've got a carbon fiber basket that you can literally throw like get hit by a car and you're fine. Like (laughs) I like, and like older people, they're going to spend their money on something like that because it was the heyday. It was the golden age of like hot air ballooning, that type of thing. I would concentrate on the, on the people that don't understand anything that's going on, how any of it works, why they even want to spend the money on in the first place. And not only that, but they can be a customer of yours for the next 20, 30 years. Like, I mean, older people obviously will, you know, hopefully be on this planet for quite a while. But, like, there's going to get to a point where you're, like, I don't know, 85. You're just not going up in hot air balloons anymore. Like, you're just, you're just not. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, making, I'm making some just very strong guesses here. But I'm, I have a feeling that I'm probably not too far off, if I had to guess. Um, so there's there's a really weird thing that happens too when you start marketing towards just one specific demo other ones just kind of other ones just kind of come in anyways imagine imagine a pair of like 30 year old kids that just got engaged in a hot air balloon and the grandparents are always going to ask well like how did he do it? Like, tell me the story. And then like, Oh my gosh, he did it in a hot air balloon. Like they're going to say this. And then, you know, exactly what's going to happen. That old lady is going to go to her old man and be like, you're going to buy me a hot air balloon. Right. (laughs) We did it when I was 25. We've never done it ever since. Like I, that's what I want. Like it's going to happen. Right. Like, because it's going to be, it's going to be the talk of the family get togethers because the younger crap the, the younger person got it and then it's like reigniting love all over again or whatever frazzle-dazzle thing is <laughs> going on there that, so that's just me i wouldn't const, i wouldn't i wouldn't give a rip about anybody 45 and up in terms of marketing i'll certainly take their money i'll certainly fly them up there and everything like that but i think actually your best compound money goes towards 25 to 45 it's that's just my guess
2: and i honestly i think i would from a marketing perspective, you know, I teach to be as niche as you possibly can and ballooning in general is a niche market in and of itself. But I, I, I really don't believe that most businesses should cast a wide net. Um, And even I would even challenge you to focus that even more narrow, like maybe it is 25 to 45, but maybe it's only 25 to 40. And maybe it's only people with an income above X or that live in this zip code or that, Um, you know, have this type of career or, you know, whatever it is, but really try to niche that market as much as you possibly can um, to, and just focus your energies on those particular people and networking with the right people, the connections in there, you know, who, who do you know, stop and think for a while about who do you know that is going to work closely with people who are in that that niche market so maybe you know a realtor that you can start connecting with that they know people who are young and buying houses and they you know are selling a lot of homes in this price range or you know whatever it is like who is it that those people are also connected with that you can then connect with and just make yourself know not be aggressively annoying but (laughs) you know just make yourself known to those people like how many of your people in your life don't even know that you fly hot air balloons
0: you know they're right, right. i mean adam
2: and i have been <laughs> friends for how long and you didn't know she that probably I own a told, hot air she balloon.
0: probably told me at one point in time but i'm going to go ahead and just say that i rank in that 30 that 30s category of like
2: well, he, has,
0: he doesn't listen very well <laughs> no i don't like but like i mean seriously like i'm just being honest like i'm not trying to be demeaning towards you guys or anything like that but i know for a fact that if i tried to tell shelly about how excited i was about a car detailing she'd be like great okay. story bro like i don't right. don't care and i'm just being honest the same way with me about here hot air ballooning. i love that you guys have a hobby i love the fact that you are um uh, possibly both of you are making money off of a hobby like that's there's no better hobby in the world to me. If, if you have a hobby and you're making money off of it at the same time. And that's not a bad thing. A lot of people look at that negatively. Um, but yeah, I'd be, I'd be surprised if like how many of like outside of your very close circle, your next hundred next closest hundred people, if they even remember the fact that you do hot air ballooning or anything like that. Right. Like I had, I had my friends block me on Facebook because of how much I talked about detailing. Like that's, <laughs> That's when you know that you're – that's 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 when you know you're doing the trick right there. Like I want 100 people to block you by the end of this summer. That'd be great. <laughs> because all you can talk about is the differences and maybe there's differences in quality of propane. Like I only buy propane from this place because it's it's just that little bit better. Like I get a cleaner burn out of it. I don't, I don't know. Um, but anyways, yeah, sorry. I, this was actually a really interesting – interesting one for me because I literally just have so little knowledge about um, what goes into this and Shelly has lots of knowledge about this. and um, I'm most excited when I get to learn about something. That's 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 just me. I I, I love it.
2: Awesome. So we are we've been talking for 55 minutes now, John. <laughs> Seems amazing that we talk for that long sometimes. But what we always do to end the show is you get the last few minutes. So you get to talk about whatever you want to talk about if you have something coming up. Um, I know you are have just started wading into the how or what's the summer gonna look like? How are we gonna start doing this? Yeah. So but you can talk about whatever you want for these last few minutes.
1: Um yeah, the that's been our big uh, Topic the last few weeks is how do we reopen? How do we provide this service safely? Um, so we're just um, doing the best we can with sanitizing everything. The biggest thing is our vehicle because um, we always transport the passengers back in our in our truck afterwards. Um, the balloon itself, there's not much to disinfect or anything like that. Um, but imagine bear-
0: most of it gets burned off. <laughs>
2: here's a fun fact for you adam how many btus do you think a burner in a balloon is take a guess oh uh,
0: 750,000.
2: john what's your what's your btu on your burner
1: uh each burner is around 19 million btu
2: yeah
0: cl- <laughs> see now now here's what i want you to do i want you to take that fact and i want you to be like this is how many grills that equates to right yep. and then just like like be like, you could literally go to every Lowe's, Home Depot, and Menards in this city, and you still would not have as many <laughs> BTUs as it takes to fly this gosh darn balloon. Take right. that and smoke it. Like that's exactly what I would do. That's a that's an interesting fact. Like each yeah, right. burner, like what is
1: it, a dual burner? Yep, I've got two on all my systems.
0: I don't know what that math is. 30, 38, 38 million yep. BTUs. That's a lot of BTUs. That's that's a lot of burning the units use like a lot. It's just an interesting fact.
2: Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming on, John. Hey, yeah, think Thanks. this I, I think this was this was really fun. It was fun to talk about something not retail related or <laughs> something different. Great. Awesome. So we will uh end the podcast the same that with the way that we end every single podcast and I will tell everybody peace out Brussels sprout, and we'll say goodbye. Thanks, guys. See ya.
1: Bye-bye.